0: <laughs> and he was very self-deprecating nice. about it. And I think there's an earlier letter that he wrote, The letters of J.R.R. Tolkien isn't really interesting to read. He is a strange, strange, fascinating dude. dude. Yeah, yeah. He has a very specific brain where I really think he was a he was a human of a certain type that was never intended for mass production. <laughs> but And his son is probably a lot like him, but is still more able to relate to most people because Tolkien will write a letter where he's like, I need to explain something, but first I need to write ten pages that explains the entire Silmarillion to you. And if you're somebody living in a world where this book has not been published, I can imagine how fucking strange it would be to, like, you're explaining, oh yeah, and this is when the Dark Lord Melkor teamed up with a giant spider named Mongolian and, and killed the two <laughs> trees of Valador, Telperion, and Laurelin, and you're just like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And then the Noldor went into and uh, went into exile. And do it, you want bacon with your pancakes? Yes <laughs> or yes. no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, all of this stuff was private, and the only people reading it were like the inkling. So, like, you know, like Charles Williams and C.S. Lewis, and, yeah. and his son were like the only people who knew the fuck he was talking about. And his letters, he would frequently reference things. In his unpublished books as like metaphors to sort of explain to people what he meant. Like when he was talking to his son, you know, who's serving in World War II, he would, he would just refer to the worst sorts of, you know, kill crazy, mindless, stupid, violent people as orcs. Mm-hmm. And he, there's orcs on every side of every war, as, as he sort of believed it. Yeah. And um, so it's his entire imaginary world that unless you know him personally, you might not know what the fuck he's talking about. And if he didn't have been a bunch of friends that were also writers that write it fan, he might've never had an expression for this. So in a lot of ways, because the Hobbit, which started the ball rolling was a children's story for his kids only got published because it fell in the hands of the son of a publisher right. who loved it and got him to publish it. Cause that was the publisher that published both Hobbit and the Rings. things. This could have been this weird mass of papers that they found on his death and and it could have been this weird private project and people trying to go, what the fuck are all these symbols? What is this stuff? What is this map? And yeah. and, and If it didn't get published as a novel, it sounds like something that somebody might have tried to turn into a religion. Yeah, that's what he was yeah. afraid of too. Once he yeah. got a fan base, mm. he kind of got freaked out at the idea that people might take this stuff seriously and start chanting elvish at each other. He actually wow. was very conscious that of that. That ship sailed. But it was, it was weird because he was always kind of weird about this private thing that had been his, and he'd been writing the story about, you know, Arendelle the Mariner and stuff since he was serving in like World War I. Mm-hmm. And all of the stories about the fall of Gondolin and, you know, all of this stuff. If he hadn't had the outlets that he had to get this stuff published, he could have been Henry Darger. If you like this and want to hear more, the full episode is available on our Patreon feed. Support us for as little as $1 a month and get exclusive access to this and dozens of more episodes. Just visit patreon.com slash radio versus the Martians.